Hi everyone, I'm Gaston. And I'm Frank. And we brought hot sauce back. Right, am I pointing up or down? I don't know where I am. You should you should point point the same yeah, sideways. Way. Other way, sideways. other way. Yeah. This way. Yeah, this that way. way. We brought yeah. hot sauce back. Yeah. I'm Carlos, <laughs> say hello. Yeah. <laughs> hey, what's up, guys? Um, and we're starting back at season two. The NALCS starts tomorrow. The EULCS and LCK started already, right? LCK yep. started a few okay. days ago, and it's great. Yeah. I'm not actually insane. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, we wanted to boot it back up. We want to talk to you about what's happening in esports. We want to bring us right back in the beginning. We're excited to be back. But before we get into anything, uh, Frank, you're an esports writer, right? For the moment. Yeah. <laughs> I roll. And that the eye roll is what we need to talk about before we dive into anything else. Hashtag so esports gonna, journalism. I want to pose a question to the two of you and to anyone out there who's listening and or watching to join in on this conversation, which is how relevant is esports actually question mark as an industry, as a profession, and as as a as an entertainment source. You know, I realize uh, when we were talking about this in the pre-show, I was like, oh, man, this will be a really quick discussion. But then I'm like, wait, no, that's actually a really fucking loaded question. I uh, think it is a loaded question. And just to give our viewers some context as to where this is coming from, and I know I just briefed you guys in the pre-show, so sorry for having to listen to it again. But I've been hearing a lot, especially now that 2017 around, and people keep talking about the bubble that esports is about to burst through and Riot selling the streaming rights and, you know, all these big names and sports actually joining the scene. The Big and Ten the Network. That, the Big Ten Network. The question that esports is about to explode, right? The question that esports is about to be huge. But there's people that have been around for a long time that are nervous about that and that feel jaded by the industry. They, you know, they feel like they're working with a bunch of man children. And that they're making content about 16-year-olds playing video games. And, you know, they kind of downplay that. They're like, oh, yeah, you know, we're just watching five kids on a computer. Uh, and there's this kind of negative stigma that exists within the community about it. I, I wouldn't so say within question, the community. I would say within industry people. Yeah, but, I mean, it exists outside, right? Like, outside the, the stigma already exists. I think, like, I think that people that don't know what esports is, when you explain to them for the first time, kind of roll their eyes. Yeah, they're, they're like, like, what? Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. And it, it kind of surprised me to see it within people that I've been it's around. Real, it's really hard to it. it's really hard to explain what I do at airports. Like you get right, a lot like, of <laughs> wait, you do what again? Try well, explaining like what we do on a date. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Oh God, that's you know it's lucky because most of the most of the people I see now just actually know what it is or have heard of League of yeah. Legends or Riot or Blizzard. But sometimes it's like, uh, that's cool, I guess. Well, I think the thing is, um, I mean, I don't have the same perspective that you guys have or insight because you, you're actually in the industry. I'm not claiming these are my words, by the way. No, I'm, no, no. I'm yeah, I know. Thought, but you have but yeah. you have perspective, right? You have insight. Sure. Mm -hmm. I don't so much. But, um, you know, I think that in my experience trying to explain, uh, you know, what we do, our interests, what our passion is to people that aren't involved with it, um, it's become – a lot more accepted than I ever thought it would be. So I, I think that there's still more room to grow. So um, anyways, I just sort of wanted to to mention that before you guys dive dive into um, the point that you were about to make. Can, can, I mean, I don't necessarily have a point. I, for I you, have right? a point. I, you're raising questions. I have a point. Frank, have was, a point. Frank was about to go. Uh, <laughs> Talk to me about your point. Uh, so the first thing, esports is very relevant, um, even though it's making negative money right now it probably will make money soon 
And even though it might not be making money now, so many people have put so much money into it that, of course, it's significant. Of course, it matters. It matters to a lot of people whether 10 years from now it'll exist or not, which I personally think it will. So, like, yes, esports matters, like, for sure. Now... But wait, I, I'm going to challenge that. You're going to challenge really, that it yeah, yeah, matters yeah. when people are yeah, investing millions of dollars? You're, you're, you're equating money with worth. Yeah, right? I am. That, that's, I don't, I don't money has that, monetary value, yeah, friend. I don't, I, don't know if, I don't know if I'd follow. That's think, actually, yeah, good. Go I ahead, think guess. like theater matters, right? For example, to compare it to my background in terms of like affecting a community. So you're right? saying or Hamilton like, has more impact than the NALCS. Religiously, right? <laughs> Not because it's making money, right? Like That's like saying a big budget Hollywood movie matters because it top... Like, so you're talking about budget. impact, not material worth. No, I'm talking about actual value. That's uh, the question. Uh, define I'm actual making. value. Because if you're saying like, will this actually have impact on a human is that what you're saying yeah and i'm saying is esports something worth investing your time into other than feeding into the craze of horny 16 year olds at their computers i mean a lot of people like watching it and it affects them in that way do i think that the contribution of league champions korea is going to have as much of a social impact as hamilton or i don't know any like that's a little that's a little extreme. So I'm, I'm just saying, like, I'm just, I'm making an extreme to make a point. Well, like, obviously, sure. no, but do I think that it has more value than the real stepwives of New Jersey? I think yes would be my answer exactly. to that. So well, think about it this way. So, I mean, I think what we're talking about now is a little different than uh, uh, Gaston's original point. But sure, sure. look, um, yeah, right now it's a bunch of 16-year-olds and 18-year-olds and, like, early 20-year-old uh, kids playing the game. Yeah, old man but, lamination at 26. Yeah, but um, to me, like, it's not something that can fade away or die. Like, you know, like when you play sports, right? So let's think about it in terms of, you know, an analogy with sports. Mm-hmm. When you stop playing sports, right, in high school, college, rec leagues, whatever, you don't stop watching the sport, right? You just you just transition to uh, – to, or you don't stop – you stop playing it. But you don't stop watching it. And right. so I think that that's where the value and the impact can really change. And, and so, like, what I'm trying to say is that it's not a market in my mind that's going to go away. It's only going to keep getting bigger. And it's going to the, – the face is always going to change. So what's going to happen in the next few years is the people that are playing now, they might not be playing as much. Mm-hmm. But I bet they're still going to be watching and following it, and they'll right. just become more casual and they'll that, play once that's a what, week. Or... That's where I think the value is, too, because there's people yeah. like me who I haven't wanted to play League of Legends that much lately, but I still watch it. I still enjoy watching yeah. the game, and I still wa- enjoy watching pro play. Like, I don't play basketball very often anymore, but I still watch the NBA. So, like, I think that... It will bring me joy as long as it exists. Um, I don't know if that's what you were going for, Gaston. But no, I well, mean, I'm not going for anything, right? I, I have a more interesting point about journalism, which is what we were talking about right, before. Right, go, go to that point. Go to that point. <laughs> we're on tight schedule. What are you talking about? Journalism? I don't think esports journalism, for the most part, at least... So I'm going to say something, and then I'm going to qu- clarify it. I don't think esports journalism matters very much. Um, and by that, I mean there are a lot of articles that provide va- va- like face value, but 
for the most part, you could read them once and then be done with them and literally never remember them. Like, I cannot remember the last esports article I read. I can remember the last esports article I read that actually mattered to me, which was about Flash versus Jadong and Brood War again. That was really cool. Um, but, like, there's so much data that just becomes irrelevant immediately. Like, all of these report cards about people, like, doing well in the offseason, like, yeah, that's, like, kind of temporary entertainment. But almost no one reads stuff like that. It's just it doesn't get a lot of views. When I was working yeah. at LOL Esports, the the only things that really pulled in views, like written content-wise, were the super controversial stuff I wrote or power rankings. Or every once in a while, there would be like a feature that really resonated with people, like the Chowy piece that I think Nelson uh, wrote like last year, or like the article I wrote on high retiring the first time. Other than that, like you're just like the only way you get people to look at stuff is clickbaiting. So like when I know Carlos, you've made this point before, or maybe it was Gaston. It's like there are so many esports writers and esports journalists out there that are competing for very few people who actually have eyeballs, especially in League of Legends where people just sit on Reddit and they'll only see something if it's on Reddit. Um, and in that way, like I think my work matters very little because unless I am actually baiting people to read it, it's very hard to have something truly meaningful to say that's actually going to have lasting impact. So yeah, and, there's my and I kind of agree with that. And so just to sort of tie into, um, well, actually, I'll, I'll get to Gaston's uh, question later. But um, to me, what I was always frustrated about and like what I really um, pushed you and I think that, you know, you were trying to like step up um, is – is uh the journalists or whatever they're writing what they want to write and is that really and, and so like you know first of all are they really journalists or are they just like you know are they just sports writers first of all right but second of all yeah that's a is, good is distinction. that really is that is that really how you want to like you know uh resonate with the community or would you rather um would it be more would it resonate more if you wrote something that you think people would want to read right and so that's really and so that's why i always um and so this ties into like what i think uh, gaston was talking about insofar as <clears throat> we just need to start thinking about or not we but like people in the industry instead of just making content and just like churning stuff out and like whatever yeah these are 16 year old man child they're you know whatever or just children um what would be interesting to to watch? What would be interesting to write about? What would be interesting to read? Yeah, like that's what that's what we need to be thinking about instead of just like churning out. Okay, we we were given a bunch of money, so we just have to like put a camera on this person for ten minutes and then put epic music in the background. Like, what is the story that would resonate with someone? So I actually um, have and a so I have a follow up. Wait, 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 wait. I want to tap okay. into. All right, I want to raise a point that I know you, I talked to you about. I'm going to write something down so I don't forget it. But yeah. yeah, go ahead. All right, yeah, yeah, put up put up like a little hand up like when yeah. we recorded on Napster <laughs> yeah. or whatever like that program was i think one of the big problems is that the mission statement of esports the unspoken mission statement is right now to eventually rise to the level of traditional sports right yeah yeah We've talked that's usually what people times. want that's not gonna happen right like i don't it's not think gonna happen true. ever no sports no, I don't think you don't so. think it's gonna be I bigger than any sport I don't. I think it'll be different. I think esports yeah. more closely resonates a film or like a TV show 
than it res- yeah. that it resembles like basketball. Because if you think about it, League of Legends, we all love it, we all play it. I don't know if it's gonna last twelve seasons. You know what I mean? I mean, no, NBA has been around yeah. for like a hundred totally years. Right. And, yeah. and to really and 12 touch seasons on that, is the, yeah, twelve seasons is the length of Friends. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. 12, that's that's exactly right and you know really to to even get further on that uh i mean and i guess this is really to emphasize a point i made earlier uh, a lot of you know what the the mission statement as you put it i think is really well said um is like this sort of um unspoken insecurity and like really desire to validate and legitimize yourself and i'm not i'm not talking about any of us here but like the writers right so it's like well how do i legitimize myself i just like churn out a bunch of data and spit it in your face like you know regurgitate it in your face and that's just not interesting um i would challenge somewhat that it won't that esports won't rise to the level of sports it's just I think it'll do it in a different way. Mm-hmm. I think that it can it can do it in a different way. So like, you know, like when we think about um, poker, right, like 15, 16 years ago and what happened there. I mean, I think that that's something that esports can become and, you know, just resonate and really have like more of a more of I don't a. Know, though, it's like poker has yeah. a longevity that like actual video games don't you know what i mean like right but so, are we talking about a, wait but hold on are we talking about a video game or are we talking about esports in general because i think a singular game will not last as long as poker yeah, no, but the no, industry no, yeah. as a whole will but i what yeah. i'm suggesting is that i think the industry should start responding to individual titles in the sure. way that entertainment okay. and hollywood responds to individual, to individual shows so i have a follow-up like about i'm not the... saying it should emulate it i'm saying like no, no, yeah. closer to yeah. the way that espn responds to soccer and basketball and and, and you yeah. know fucking yeah that makes, sense. That makes so, sense so so carlos you were talking about mission I'm... statements did you guys actually like duos and drive for instance You'll have to remind me. I've seen so much esports content. You have to remind me which one's which. They just like joking. prove my point. But um, Carlos, do you remember Duos and Drive or no? Uh, a little bit. I remember Drive. I don't know if I ever really watched Duos to be like honest. Like Ganked by oh. Mom and like. Yeah, I don't. I didn't watch that crap. Oh, I know <laughs> what you're talking about. I don't know. What you're... <laughs> I, I watched. I don't know I, what it I, is. So okay. I watched, I watched Drive. So all right. So that like kind of proving my point is like. You kind of remember it. I mean, I did. It did resonate with some people. Me not remembering from the but, I love it. But so, do you remember last year when we had Emily on this show, and she wrote? Oh, was it last year? It was, and she wrote this amazing article where Pete, she was talking about how in lane swapping you actually had more action statistically, yeah. and it was a that was an article that had impact because it challenged people on their pre like their predisposed belief that they thought lane swaps were boring and awful for the game and she while you can maybe debate the validity of this she statistically statistically proved that kills happen in most leagues faster and more often than in leagues where they didn't happen and so that actually had impact because it was challenging something that already exists and it wasn't just it wasn't just spitting out data for the purpose of putting out data it was putting out data to actually cause some effect on the scene to make people stop hating on lane swapping and I well, think I, that I would actually challenge that, but I mean, you can challenge. Yeah, so you guys like said you can but challenge the article. A reaction, right? right? Yeah. I think so those are the types of articles that I think have meaning, and I'll just like stick to the same types of articles. I'll just stick with like Emily and Kelsey because I mean they know that I love them, but I just don't think that 
like when Emily was routing like every single jungler's path in like I don't know like it was I think in China or something like it's kind of interesting but almost no one is going to understand that and no one is going to remember it. And that's the kind of data that the teams would want. The teams would want the data on their enemy junglers. But am I, as a viewer, really going to get that much out of knowing what Spirit's jungle path is on most games? Like, that's not really going to inform me that I mean, much on what's going on in a current game. Compare the, compare the content that you're talking about, like what the score and like Yahoo Esports is churning out, and compare that to, like, what streamers are now doing, like the hot trend right now that every streamer on YouTube has like every day they upload like a 10 minute highlight reel, right? Of like double lift place Caitlyn, Valkyrie 80 carries Vigar, you know what I mean? Like cinched 420 does cinched 420 bullshit, you know what I mean? Like, like all the streamers <laughs> are turning out like yeah. 10 minute content and those generate like anywhere between 50 to 750,000 views yeah. per day, yeah. you know? And like, that gets much more of an impact in the community than Emily Rant's articles, you know, probably and that's will. Not, in like that's months. not even just a league problem, and it's even exacerbated in other games. Streamers get more views than tournaments do sometimes, which is kind of insane. Right. Uh, well, that, I mean, but that's touching at uh, actually an issue that that I was gonna to um, respond to uh, in in response to Frank's question about drive and whatever uh, sure. the other thing is. Um, it the the videos that you're talking about, Gaston, they're yeah. fun. They're fun. Yeah, they're sure. fun. I want to fucking I want to watch a video and laugh. It's a video game. It's fucking fun. Yeah, it's a video game. It's fun. Have fun. Holy shit! Like, and then you know you watch these these uh these uh you know docs or whatever CS and like per minute. Yeah, it, it, minute. but but it's like. <laughs> I mean, to be fair to to some of the filmmakers, it's a two way street. So, like, first of all, I mean, no one wants to watch something that's super serious. I mean, let's just sure. be real. Um, and second of all, you know it, what? It's a two -way all right, go street. ahead. Sorry. Well, you, you you have to you have to find interesting people. You like, didn't like Loco Doco <laughs> and Dardock fighting for an hour and a half? I thought that was no, great television. No, I liked that. <laughs> well, I mean, no that was, I I love that. We liked it for five minutes, and then nobody yeah. wanted to watch the other an hour 25. Well, it was, it was super it was cringe, just, but... Yeah, I mean, it was just awkward. <laughs> it, was, it was good for, like, the trailer. The trailer was like, oh, this is going to be cool. You know what I mean? But, like, I think we're, you know, what Carlos and I are talking about is... And it goes back to my parallel of comparing esports to entertainment. You know what I mean? As yes. opposed to, yeah, for sure. As opposed to, like, goals per minute or whatever. Like, That's fine. That's fine, People yeah. want to watch, like... I don't know, like Timo AD carry double lift for yeah. like a so, 10 minute video. Like so yeah, that's why like. I say I think there is a place for statistical articles, but it should be to inform uninformed opinion specifically. If someone is like, if someone was just shitting on double lift and saying double lift's the like worst AD carry in the league, they're like, well, actually, he has the highest CS per minute and he gets kills at this point, and here are some really cool plays that he's done. Like, I actually think that stuff like that matters. Because it's done for a specific purpose to cause an impact as opposed to just writing an article because you were like, I want to write an article. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, you can do that, but does that really belong on ESPN or Yahoo? Like, put it on Medium or something or put it on, like, the stuff I mean, is look, so don't niche. Get me wrong. I, I, I want to preface all this conversation. I guess it's not really prefacing because we've had most of the conversation, but, like, I read the score, you know what I mean? Like, not I, every I read the score, I, I read Yahoo, I read ESPN, too, but... Yeah, like, we consume this content. We're not, like, hating on I it. I consume like, some of it. Right? I don't click on stats articles. Yeah, I don't click on all of them. I'm not gonna lie to you. 
Um, I like I reading story articles. To, like, know what's up. The way that I do with the New York Times. Look, they say it's the same way yes. I consume my normal. Yeah, 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 I, like, yeah. I read headlines. So there is room for this, but I'm asking about like moving forward. Like, is esports better off evolving as this like entertainment hub, right? Or is it better off evolving as like an actual like let's create a history and a legacy surrounding, I don't know. So, like, I do think that there's room for both a little bit. I think League should have a Hall of Fame eventually, but I don't think we should be dwelling so much on, like, the nitty-gritty of every single game. Like, leave that to the teams. I I definitely agree. And I think, you know, to Gaston's point, I mean, I think think that Gaston and I are really touching on a lot of the same points. I think that there's even a way to present information in an entertaining way. Um, And I think that that that's... Maybe what I was talking about more with insecurity and like this, um, this, this yearning to find for value. legitimacy. Yeah, yeah. This which is, is yeah. the original question, right? Is there value yeah. here? Yeah, um, you know what? You can like I can say yeah, this person is good because X Y Z da da da, or I can say hey, this guy kicks fucking ass and let me tell you why and then you know i i mean it to me it could be even as simple as adding adding some adjectives and adverbs and like that just makes it more entertaining and it brings life to to an article um so so i guess i'm i'm i think that there is room for both and um to me that would be um if i were someone that wanted to like you know really make some headway in the industry i would really be looking in that direction like more entertainment oriented like you're talking about gaston we should title this episode what the fuck is esports question mark all right all right are we ready to talk about north america now wait no i want to i want to ask one more question all right all right right, 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 coming up because you know i'm working right now i'm gonna spoil this for everybody out there who's listening on like a pilot documentary thing for like gold coin na challenger you know what I mean? <gasps> they're having a pilot you guys i spoiled it um but anyway and you know and i'm working close hand with the players and the question of players careers are coming up and i said this to frank the other day and frank was just kind of like i don't know about that i actually so disagree with you on this so yeah okay, let's so hear let's, it let's talk about it it's just the 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 role of players in esports and the way that organizations should treat and care for them afterwards you know because when we talk about stability which is like a big hot topic of 2016 in terms of esports people always bring up player salary and like player longevity and the question of like after the player is done after they retire what do they do and my response to all that which frank disagrees with no no no. i just i agree with this part it's something keep going keep going my point is that you know, I'm looking at esports as entertainment. I'm likening a lot of the ways to players to the way that I would liken like an actor to a TV show. I don't think Riot or Blizzard or any game maker is actually indebted to the players to promise them a career in anything else afterwards. I think there's an opportunity because of being a professional gamer that comes with its own set of rewards that you have to willingly take when you're 16 the same way that somebody would when they're applying to UCLA or Cal State Long Beach. You know what I mean? And I think if you want to commit five years of your life to doing this, then afterwards you have to walk away with your $100,000, dollars whatever it may be, and then you go off on your own and figure it out. I so, think this concept that players need to be babied into, like, <laughs> you saying... I, it's true. Like, I feel like the concept yeah. of people... Hang on, be, like, hang on. ...into putting them in a path for something else, like, that... 
Hang on, hang on. I okay, don't know. okay. I don't know why that so I agree with you. So this is where I agree and disagree. I agree, the developers should not be hand giving ex pro players jobs. I don't think, for example, I'm just gonna say it. I don't think that Kiwi Kid should have been hired by Riot Games. Or like, it doesn't make any sense. He had a notoriously bad work ethic on his team. I'm sorry. I'm just you know, like putting out out there. Like, but there are pro players that could get hired by Riot Games and that have done I mean, good sure. job. Like, I'm not saying right. they shouldn't. So right? the other the other part. So I agree with you that it is not developers' responsibilities to give pro pro gamers careers and. I, I definitely agree with that. But I think that there is a responsibility, and I don't know who should have this responsibility, but it needs to be someone's responsibility to actually show these kids how to live life after being a pro gamer. Because as we're talking about, these are 16 what to 21. Job, what job ever six, taught you? To no, no, hang on, hang on. Hang, no, no, let me, finish, let me finish, let me finish, let me finish. Let me finish, let me finish, let me finish. When did you ever go to college and there was a class that says, this is how you cook chicken? Guess what? Let me, I'm not talking about that stuff. I'm, these people, they're dropping out of high school with no social skills. They're autistic man children who don't know kids anything do about anything. Kids do that to go I know. So I said it's someone's responsibility, whether it's their parents, whether it's their agent, sure. whether it's their manager, whether it's their team owner. It's not the developers necessarily, though. I'm glad they're doing it. But someone has to because otherwise they won't. And we're just going to have like a generation of bum pro gamers who aren't any good we anymore. How many people in my age group don't know how to fucking cook pasta? I mean, I know, know someone I mean? who like, didn't know how to use a dishwasher till they were 25 years old. So, you know like, I mean? like that's, it's... that's part of the millennial problem. Of so, yeah. But it's like, even not... worse for pro gamers because not only that, they didn't go to college. Some didn't finish high school. Hey, like, it's not uh, worse. This, they this have three dollars yeah. at the bank. So yeah, you think we... Is, no, they don't exactly, have that much money, kind of, though. It doesn't pay that well. No, no, no. Hold I on, make hold more on. money than actually, a lot of pro gamers. This is actually a bigger conversation in esports, like uh, like Gaston mentioned. I mean, I know this it, is a generational yeah. issue. Um, so, like, I just don't understand like what the relevance is, who owes what. I mean, that's that's just the nature. You guys, of, I don't know if you guys have been at a team house, but it's even all the time in esports stability. Gaston, our magic chat, like our magic chat. There's a lot of like very. Not well socially adjusted people, myself included. Team houses, it's worse. It's way worse. These kids don't know anything. They've never well, voted in their that? lives. I don't understand. Like, what are yeah, you saying? I don't understand what you're saying. Like, I'm saying that it is someone's responsibility. I'm not saying that it's, it's any one person. professionalism in the game house. Maybe that's the, maybe that's the mandate that needs someone to Someone needs to... Someone they need to be educated. Like, they just, disgusting. Make they can't bad. just like, only... Someone from the military to like, go in there and They can't only just play games. Like, <laughs> they need to learn skills. Life skills, social skills. They can't just play games. But you do learn life skills. But they don't. No, they're not. They're not learning okay, life well, skills. Well, they should. You know, yes, in, they I should, but they're not. In a team, you should learn how to communicate. You should learn how to organize. You should learn how to execute. A Make plan. an A. You know I mean, like these are things that you do in in a manager position at a bank, and these are things that you do in an entry level position in finance. You know what I mean? Like these are life skills. I, I think. Yeah, the fact this is that, a very strange conversation. No, I. What I'm getting <laughs> at. It is strange, but. <laughs> Because, like, especially in Korea, these guys, they play all day. People cook for them. People clean for them. 
and they do this for like four or five years, and then it's like, well, what do I do now? I mean, yes, that's a problem in other industries. You also just described a frat house in college. It is a frat house. Yes, that's 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 a great analogy. (laughs) But at least in frat house, they're going to class sometimes. Um, yeah, no, they're just drinking beer and graduating four years later. With I mean, you went to UCLA. I'm sure you did plenty of drinking, and I went to Ohio State, you know, but I still, you know, came out with something on the other side, whereas these guys aren't even they're, – they're not learning I don't, anything. I don't know what you think, like, you know <laughs> – I don't know what you think these, like, NCAA athletes do, like the ones that don't make it to pros. I mean I – mean, I know so talking about the basketball kid from University yeah. of Oregon that's not going yeah. to the NBA. You know yeah, that's I fine. Like, I mean, I know someone who got a hundred on the Wonderlick test and he's not that smart. So I mean the people that anyway, like don't do well on it. We or, should move on. I know. I we're gonna address that because I know. I'm hearing that constantly. Like the the concept that pro gamers should be babied into a career further on. So like, the other I half mean, of it I mean, the other half of it is they've been taken advantage of for so long. Figured out. Look at Double If. He fucking retired. He's not coming back. He said he is. And now he's like the most successful he's not coming back are you you saying double lift is not coming back no he's not coming back are you kidding do you think he's he's coming back save the tape save the tape it's like no way like he's making way more money streaming i'm sure that he i mean sneaky makes tons of money he's still playing and he has the best sneaky's still still playing and he streams he has the best stream on twitch well that's because he's not a bitch (laughs) yeah. <laughs> like I don't know what to tell you. Like speaking of bitches, let's talk about the NALCS. Yeah. Speaking of bitches, NALCS. Whoa. Oh, okay. We're God. gonna put a link in the episode if you only want to see our NALCS. This is where it starts. You yeah. made it. You survived our weird conversation. But anyway, yeah. hopefully in there we found value in terms look, I think if anything, we didn't come with a, an answer, but we definitely have passion. And I saw that from yeah. everybody. Yeah. So I think that's something <laughs> There's worth no answer. pursuing, and hopefully in our conversations moving forward this season, we'll figure out why that exists. Have uh, fun, people. Okay. Yeah, so Frank, NALCS, we don't have that much time left unless we want to have like a 24 no, we, we've got time. It's only been half an hour. We've got time left. Oh, perfect. We have half an hour left. Um, Frank, NALCS, start us up. What are we talking about? What's um, relevant? Gives a shit. Uh, how did Link get back into the NALCS after he wrote the Dunzo Manifesto? All right, hold on. So... <laughs> Everything. All right. So, NA, in my opinion, is by far the worst region in the world. Um, by we far, have, he says. I, you realize that I, EU I, and LMS are still around, right? EU's pretty bad. That. EU's pretty bad. EU's pretty bad, but NA is like, probably worse. All, all the stories. We're gonna honestly fucking start off with Link. Like, is that really where you? <laughs> so you know Link? what? I saw a really funny article. I think it was on ESPN before they actually had an esports section, and the title of the the article was "Pro Player Quits Team Burns Every Bridge on the Way Out." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, like he did. He like he basically was like, "Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You're cool. No, actually, no, you're not cool. Fuck you too." And on and on and on and on and on and on and on. And somehow, he's a pro again. I don't understand how this happened. Like, is he just that good that people are like, doesn't matter if he was like, no, apparently the flash Frank NA is that bad. I, we actually, so we had a conversation where we tried to figure out, this was before we heard about link, by the way, we had a conversation and we were trying to figure out, okay, what NA mids are there? Because didn't we f- figure out that like, there's Poe only Belter. one. Yeah, he's like the one. There's, there's like, like two. Like no, I think there's two. 
There's Poe Belter, right? and who else is there? Golden Glue. But you're saying like no. Golden Glue, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's the only other one. NA players. There's two. Poe Belter and I mean, Golden Glue. Yeah. Yeah, they're, so you got those two. And then you sit there and, you know, you think for like a couple minutes and you're like, well, okay, those guys suck. <laughs> uh, so who would we replace them with? And then you're like, and you're like oh my God, there's no one left. There's no one else. There's no one left. <laughs> so I, I, so that I was so I, savage. <laughs> I mean, what? This is true. I was a mid laner for like a hot. Oh second. yeah, there you go. He's he's a mid laner again. He's, he's a mid laner now. Whatever. He's on FlyQuest. There we go. We found the third one. Yeah, but he's a but he's a pro. So but we're trying to think of like okay because we're, I mean Golden Glue. He's not a pro. Like, you know, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> we watched. We watched IEM. We all watched IEM. The guy is not a pro. He's not Isn't a pro. He back in the LCS. Yes. No, but yeah. he should not. He should not be a pro. That's okay, what I'm trying it. to say. So we're like, okay, who else can they have? Who else can they find? And we couldn't figure anyone out. <laughs> yeah. And then we fuck. And of course, so then it's like, yeah, okay, Link. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I kind of like. I was like, really? He's like. Is he? He is the best one. Like, what the he, fuck? he is but... probably today. He is probably the best North American base mid laner that exists. I think so. <laughs> I mean, that's not a good thing. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. That's not a good thing. But uh, I mean, High is probably better than him. But no, uh, wait. For those out there who don't know what the Dunso Manifesto is, including myself, somebody explain that to me. So, the Dunso... Uh, Link, <laughs> once upon a time, there was this mid laner on CLG called Link, who was pretty good. He was alright, but he was, for lack of a better term, an enormous choke artist. And I think Doublelift uh, probably gave him a little bit of a hard time. And so one day, Link just decided he had enough, and he wrote a, no joke, like, 30,000-word, like, 40-page essay, like, diatribe about how awful CLG was and how everyone was trash and the management was trash and the coaches were trash and all the other players were trash, and he was great and he did everything right and people just wow. didn't give him a chance Dude, and this, Double if is an enormous happened. asshole this and, is so you know, this basically, really like, the scene sucks like and oh, NA is terrible. Like, the the everything that... The backlash from it was unreal. Then it was unreal. Started writing manifestos. Like every for, every former CLG player it. came out of the woodwork and this wrote these so ten thousand word essays. Yeah, Chouster wrote one that literally began with "In the beginning, I was a god," like yeah. as an actual <laughs> reply to this. Uh, yeah, it was. It was an amazing uh, time. It was uh, a really was good time, time to be an LCS fan. And I was like, there's no way he ever comes back after writing this. He's just actually done. And, you know, but I'm wrong because here he is. Um, I don't know. I just wanted to talk about that because, like, anything is possible now. the Dardock jungle thing when people, like, after watching Breaking Point, they're like, why would you work with this kid? But really everybody wants him, including Immortals. I mean, I think if Liquid, could, if Liquid could put tape over his mouth, they would take him back, too. Um, It's not similar because Link... Is not as good as um, not close. As, uh, but Dardoch. isn't it and, tapping to the problem that you're talking about about how like the actual player pool is so yes. small? Yes. yes. I yeah. mean, I think that I, th I think. Would you that's say one point? You you've yeah. played with him. Would you say that Dardock is the best North American base player? Period. 
Uh, that's playing right now. I'd say he's the, I'd say he's the best, but I don't know if he's the most talented. But um, what? And this actually kind of gets to my point. Uh, I've never seen anyone. So like Darduk, he's super toxic. He's all that. But like I've never seen anyone in my life that's wanted to be so good at something as as him in League of Legends. Like the guy is obsessed with with being great at League of Legends, and so. One thing you can say about him that you can't say about Link because Link even admitted it in his uh, in his Dunzo manifesto. Like Darduk just plays, like he just lives, breathes League of Legends. And Link, he said, like I just stopped playing, I stopped caring. So mm-hmm. like I think that there's a fundamental difference. So I don't think that there's uh, much of an analogy there actually, um, because of those points that like, uh, you know, yeah, uh, Darduk has attitude problems and all that, and. Um, you know, I don't know how skilled he actually he's is. He's a but killer, guy, though. Yeah, that guy is obsessed with being the best. He's obsessed with being the best. And so, like, you know, that, that just really manifests in how much he plays, how hard he tries, and how aggressive he plays, everything. Um, you know, and maybe maybe Link can get it back. I don't know. Like, what? that was a little before my time. I mean, I, I did see, like, him as like his whole pro career. But like when you read his Dunzo manifesto, it's like, he was talking like way back in season one and shit. So like, I just, that yeah, I wasn't no. around that. Yeah. Um, so anyways, what do you want to um, talk sorry. about? You, you, you've been last year. You were like on your knees for North America. And this year, you're like North America sucks. So you tell me, Carlos, what team or and players you want to talk about? I mean, they do, but give they me, what do you care? What, you what, what are you going to, what games are you, who are you going to watch? Who are you interested in? Are you should interested I read, in anyone? Should I read the matches this weekend? Sure, read the matches. I'll tell you what, I'd rather go on a fucking date with a girl than watch this. <laughs> like, that's what I, that's what I, low I, bar. That's like a double-edged sword right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, so, I mean, I'm interested in C9. Hang on, I'm putting, uh, I mean, I'm going to uh, break up the lineups to see what do I care yeah, about. Yeah. Let's see. I think I hey, TSMC9, Echo Fox P1. I'll watch TSMC9 always. It's always good. Yes. Uh-huh. Wait, but I have a special place in my heart for Phoenix One, even though I, I think I think they're actually. I think be they're good. good. I think they will be good. I think they'll make playoffs. Actually. I think that they're going to when the season's over, they'll be the best team in NA. You think when the really? season is over, Phoenix One will be the best team? I think they'll, they'll. I think they'll win spring split. Yeah. Whoa! Holy spoly. Okay, that's a. Statement. All right. Now you have to explain <laughs> that. Because I remember last year you thought Arrow was overrated. So you have you come around on Arrow yeah. or what? In Korea. Like, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this is the analogy I, I, that I made. Um, to me, Phoenix One, they're a much better version of immortals last year i don't think that i I don't think there's going to be a lot of variance in their play style you know who these players are you know what you're going to get rio is great yeah they're better than the immortal players yeah so you have rio who is probably top three mid na you have adrian who is the best support in na or maybe top two if you want to say aframu afro's probably better you have arrow who is probably right now top three ad carry in na at least you have inori who's top three jungler in na and i don't know how i feel about zig but he's pretty good he's probably he's probably the worst top laner in na but i mean we're talking i mean that's a really high threshold like we're talking about like top i mean are there good top laners in na 
Yes. I would oh say God, top yes. lane <laughs> top lane is yeah. actually the only role that NA excels at other than support. Yeah, yeah top top no is, way. top Ooh, and like support Hunter are the and what's his name? Dude, are uh, you kidding me? Hunter is legit like Okay, so Looper is in NA right now. Hunter's impact, like Hunter's impact, bit, dude. You have Hunter's impact, you have bit. Hunter, you have Looper, someday. you have someday, <laughs> you have like, flame. Like, yeah, I'm not impressed. <laughs> oh my god. I mean, uh, relative to the other Seraph is like, actually even really good, too. Actually, now that I'm looking right, at it, I mean, like... I'll, I'll listen. Yeah, actually, I, I now, like, Lordalo is, like, bottom three somehow. We've gotten to that. That's crazy. Yeah, top laners and NA Wait, what are do you think, what do you think NA is worse at, then? If you think top lane is, like, one of our biggest strengths. Well, right oh, now... Uh, <laughs> uh ad ad is definitely support. i mean we're like wolf i mean who is the best ad now that double lift is gone sneaky I don't arrow um, is it no it's uh, not six i would say sneaky maybe I mean, these, this is not these are not like <laughs> not oh wait like, no wow. piglet's still yeah. Pig, piglet's still in na Death, piglet, death. yeah, piglet. All right. Uh, I mean, but that's my point, right? And then I think that Frank's right that Adrian's top two um, support support NA, and that's not a good thing, by the way. Like, I'm not saying that, like, you know, wow, like these guys are. Gonna I mean, I think Adrian is press. solid. Like, he wouldn't be elite in other regions, but he's like, he's not he's like, all right. He's like, all right. But, <laughs> but he's like, just insane. He's what, what, just dude, like the fact that Adrian is leading. We've the got who we've support. got. Yes. I mean, you know yes. that I'm like a huge Ole fan, Ole fanboy, but I don't know how well he's gonna do. Like he was playing in LMS. Uh, I don't know. He didn't look very good. He didn't look very good at IEM. No, he Grant, didn't. Wait, let's, let's take days. a quick side note. Do you think AD carries are just garbage this patch? What do you? What's your expectation for AD carries in NA? Especially now that we've declared that AD is probably the weakest point in NA Pick right now. Pick CC or yeah. suck. <laughs> I don't know. Thing. I don't know. I don't know what to do about AD. I mean, I was thinking about this. Maybe a new armor penetration item. I I, I cannot think of like how to fix AD. You know, um, I actually think that this is a good opportunity for Riot to holistically examine the relationship between Marksman and Bot Lane because there are plenty of other MOBAs and there is no other game where it's so tied that you have to put a Marksman in a specific place on the map. This is the only game where it's like that. They've pigeonholed themselves into it. Double mage lanes are common in every other game. And they're like, they're usually kill lanes. Why is that not a good thing? And then, like, there are marksman type heroes in other games. Where do they fit in? Like, Riot should look outside of League of Legends and say, where can we take inspiration from to actually make these characters relevant? Because. They, the only ones that are good are the ones that have utilities. The ones that can just auto-attack, they take too long to come online, so they're just not useful. So, like, they really need to look at holistically, like, what what is the power curve supposed to look like for these champions? Because most of them, it's, like, slow ramp because they just don't do anything early game. Um, Isn't that what's happening right now? Yeah, that's what I mean. So, like... Yeah. They need to figure out what what do they actually want to do with that class because so you're expecting a lot of Ash, a lot of Barris, a lot of Ziggs. So this is the first this time weekend. that I yes. this is the first time ever I feel comfortable saying this. I would not be surprised if a year from now, 
there were as many mages in the bot lane as marksmen because i mean that's what it looks like that's what it looks like it's going and it's like i remember like you guys know i'm a huge fan of double mage bot i'm surprised that it hasn't been done more often and i think that it's actually coming like you will see double mage bot lane in pro play at some point this year i think Jin and caitlin are viable but that's because they play like spellcasters right they have i think Jin more than caitlin i'm not sure about caitlin yeah i think Jin more than because Jin has stun he has cc but i actually think that ash and varus are better than Jin right now yeah ash i think it would be ash varus Jin. i would just play cassiopeia it seems way better than everything else that's what i do yeah like i see cassiopeia malzahar ziggs kennen all bot lane because they have cc and like like a vigar and vigar just deletes the opposing ad carry and then (laughs) no i mean like i've been running i've been running any i've been running Vigar Poppy, Poppy knocks them into the stun. There, I figured. I mean, you can just run. You can run stuff like Annie Syndra bot lane and dunk eighty carries. Because what are they supposed to do about that if you flash on them? That's what I do. Or yeah, Yeah. like, I mean, seriously, you you will see stuff like that because it's like, well, I hope so. How could you ever survive with a Vayne bot lane in this meta? It's just not possible. She's look at Graves. He went to the jungle. He's like, I'm out. That was a long season. Yeah, but. No, Lord you can see stuff thing. like that. I, I, I mean, like, I'm out of here. <laughs> I think it's more of a meme than a real thing, because um, I think like you, like you guys are talking about, you know, having eight, having not only marksmen solely in the bot lane is a good thing. It's interesting, um, you know. I actually think that picking an ADK right now is trolling. Like, I feel like you're so used. It's not to that bad. Come on, man. I think it's really bad. Like, how many times have you seen like? An AD carry go ten and one, and you lost the solo queue game. How many times did yeah. you see mid lane Katarina go ten and one, and you lost that game? Yeah, that's true. You know what that's I mean? actually like, true. Katarina it is goes ten and one. The game's just over. Fucking Vayne goes ten and one. Oh, it's fine. We can take care of that. I mean, so then it sounds to me, and I agree with this. The the point that's being made is that the assassin rework just really completely changed the game. Yes, it did. Uh, absolutely. Like, I mean, look at it. it also, it, it's true for top lane too. How many times have you lost because Riven was five and zero, or Fiora was three and zero? Yeah. You know, or I mean, Camille because, was no, no, five and zero. Camille, you're right. Hello. You're right. Um, they'll find a way to fix it. So I this mean, is this is what I would want them to look into, like. Even though they're not like this second, but Quinn and Graves have found success outside of bot lane as marksmen. Like, look at that for inspiration. Like, you can design champions that are marksman types that don't have to go bot lane. Like, there's a really funny video of I'm a cutie pie going 10 and 5 on Caitlyn, dueling uh, (laughs) 1 and 7 Maokai and losing. (laughs) 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 Like, Get this beast of a man off of me. <laughs> yeah, actually, I saw this really funny video where it was someone. What is the one in seven Maokai doing to me? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it was. I think I wanted to say it was sneaky or someone else, but just like firing shot after shot after shot into all these tanks and then eventually losing a team fight despite the fact that they're like full autoing while they're like seven and one in a game but because well, all these tanks they can't actually kill them it's like uh i don't know maybe maybe the issue is also lethality i i don't the like lethality, lethality. I, mean, I think yeah, a lot of people trash. people smarter than me about stats are saying lethality is not good so i take their word for it yeah. but even riot is saying that they need to rework lethality at this point so they yeah. probably do yeah so i mean they'll they'll do something about that yeah I, can't I, you, I don't know if this tell me you frank you know the rules better than me can teams change roles within the roster yes. like could bjergsen yes. like yes. go in the bot lane if you wanted yes. to yes and teams have done it yes 
Fnatic does it every well. Old Fnatic used to do it once per split. They would always have uh, Yellow Star go, Yellow Star uh, go top, and so as go yeah. support. They would do that yeah. literally um, every once a split. Well, yeah, and TSM used to do it with Reggie. Yeah, Reggie and Dyrus would and swap Dyrus. sometimes they would too. Switch. Dyrus, um, you put Bjergsen on Cass and put him in bot lane. You would just snowball the game. So you do hard mean Cassiopeia, not Cassidin, right? Yeah, like if you go Bjergsen and Biofrost in bot lane, like I feel like you could get so fast. And you know so what's dude, crazy about that? Wild shit. Turtle used to play mid, yo, so you could actually I do it. That idea, that idea right? is a touchdown, yo. That yeah. is like, fucking dope. Someone get oh Reggie on the God. phone. Yeah, it's great. Like, Biofrost on Thresh, who he's really good at, dude, and then holy put like shit. put face <laughs> on Cassiopeia, like put Bjergsen on Cassio and put Wild Turtle mid. Right. The other one takes Exhaust. Like you know, fuck you, Reggie. That one's free. Walk out this part of the you know. Erase this part of the podcast and just start pitching it to TSM. <laughs> like, I'm honest, dude, like, who's yes. the Wild Turtle? Put him on, like, Tristana mid lane or something. No, no, you know he, he mean? used like, to play mid. He can play mages, so you don't even need to do that. Put him on, put him on Corky. He'll do well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Dude. I, I, this oh, is God. how you do it. Yeah. <laughs> you did it, dude. You fucking you did broke it. it. You broke it. You broke it. Gaston saved NA. I'm fucking telling you. Holy you know what? Shit. Despite the fact that... Oh my god, if this actually becomes meta, I would feel like people Des owe me millions Despite of the fact that NA <laughs> is kind of trash, I do think that this is the closest that NA has ever been. I think that, like, one to eight, any of them could, like, finish top three. Yes. I mean, uh, you know, some of our friends, a lot of people apparently are really high on Dignitas. Uh, I'm not. I'm not I either, but... Who knows? I think they're like a middle tier team, but like some people are like saying that they're gonna that they expect them to win uh, NA. I, I I just don't see that. But, I mean, um, Keen Law yeah, next special is not great, but I mean some days and Chaser are great. So who knows? Yeah, well, yeah, we'll see. How bad is um, someday gonna feel on that team, man? That's like he's. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, no. I well, he has at least he has a Korean jungler. You'll just tell him to camp him. Yeah, it's gonna be like Hooney Rain over all over again. Just camp top. Yeah. I don't know. Um, what do you think? What do you guys think of FlyQuest? I think it's the AKA Cloud Nine. So I was gonna say it's like one of the dumbest names, but we've had like BBQ Otters and like. Hey, fuck you! <laughs> fuck, that team is dope. And and we've also it's had dope. we've had Dad Slammers and. Uh, I'm asking. I'm not Dude, asking. Dude, what the fuck are you doing? Why I'm are you asking about their worth as a team? <laughs> oh my god! All right. Well, the, Frank is trying to tilt me right now. Like, <laughs> fucking some of the best team names ever. Boba Marines. Like, dump on right now. Dad slammers, dude. Cloud Nine squared. Yeah. Going okay. I'm sorry. Fly All right. Um, FlyQuest is FlyQuest yeah. is probably going to be really bad. Really <laughs> bad. Holy. Oh. Well, so actually, a bunch, I'm sorry. Okay. I love that team. They were the best in NA for a long time. It's a bunch of washed up Cloud Nine players, man. Like, do you what think do you want? High is just over it. Like, do you think High like got told that he's so? So I don't know. I don't know now. about High now, but I know <laughs> so long High is just like they won't let me quit. I want to quit, but I, I don't know. Maybe like that's changed. <laughs> Maybe that's changed now. I don't know. Wow. All right. Well, I guess it's my turn on FlyQuest. Um. <laughs> I think they're going to end up middle of the pack. I think they're going to be like fifth. Who's worse than that team? Huh? You can find Who's worse, worse than that team? Worse? I'll find you worse? Yeah. I can find you worse. Uh, Echo CLG. Fox probably worse. Yeah, CLG? Echo Fox you think this works? Okay, Echo. I'll give you Echo Fox and CLG. Yeah, that's. Um, that's well, uh, you guys think CLG's not good? 
CLG is probably no, I don't not think good. So. No, I don't it's think. the same lineup, right? I can't load it. Exactly. exactly. It's the same lineup. You think exactly? You oh, did you it. Think that's the problem. Got it. <laughs> um, MV. Yeah. Uh, liquid. Liquid. Right. Not good. You convinced me. You convinced me. Yeah. Middle of the um, pack. They have Rainover though. You can't lose with Rainover, right? That's the idea. I don't know. I saw them lose pretty handily. Oh no, you're right. Yeah, no, they're gonna have the monster, the monster uh, solo lanes of fucking Lorlo and Golden Blue or Link. <laughs> no, Link. We've made it oh, back. Link. You know what? Actually, I do want to see Contracts play because people said that he's really good. It's gonna be his first Contracts time playing gas. in the LCS. He's like lit. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. yeah. He's I'm dope. excited to see him. So you think, so you think uh, Cloud Nine is gonna be great? I think Cloud Nine I will finish he... top three for sure. If yeah, not, yeah, if not, so who's, who's your top three before the season even starts? Um, Cloud Nine, TSM, and then I don't know, man. Not Immortals. It might actually be Phoenix One. They they do look very strong. Yeah, for me, it would be Cloud Nine, Phoenix One, and TSM in that order uh, at the start of the split. Yeah. Um, <laughs> All right, I'm listening. I'm but liking. anyways, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm pretty high on FlyQuest. I mean, they're a bunch of old dudes and all that, but like you also have to remember that they were, they were what? They made second in NA. Yeah, in spring split. They made every single like, world that they are eligible for, like yeah, since season you know, three. Be, so yeah, you're right. The they'll team. be all right. I think I think at worst they'll be eighth, which is pretty bad. But um, yeah. Um, yeah. uh, they won't yeah. get relegated. Uh, TSM, TSM, they're like, I don't know, they're whatever. I, I'm not, I'm not super high on them. Why? I, Wait, I feel like everybody should be super high on them. On TSM? Why? I mean, I don't. They were. Did you watch? They worlds? like barely changed since last season, and like oh, last season I mean, they were like all right, unbeatable. Well, First of all, Biofrost is a trash can. So Jeez! I can't, I can't Whoa! I can't believe that the NA hype video ends with that fucking trash can walking off. Oh my sunset. god, like, there it is. That's fucking like. Oh. That's sacrilege. You realize I mean, he was getting. He was getting. Isn't so he the weird. reigning he's rookie a, of the he split? He was a fucking double lift bot. Like, that's, that's why, like. He, that's why, like, they were so successful last split. He just, he just blindly did whatever Double Lift said. What's he gonna do now with Wild Turtle? Like, Wild Turtle's like, all right, guys, let's go in. Like, okay, like, like watch, they're gonna be, they're gonna be really bad. So what you're Boston. saying is that Biofrost got microed, like, not if you're yes. gonna go. So, solid. so Double Lift yeah. learned to micro yeah. people like, like Chouster microed him. He could be a really him. good Bjergsen bot. Yeah, Bjergsen's yeah. really good at telling people how to get him fed. That's yeah, true. Uh, no, no, no. I I agree with you, Frank. Yes, he he was being microed, and I mean I have it on good. I have it on good have, authority. Yeah. Good authority. That's actually what was happening too. But I had already I already had my suspicions that that's what was happening. Anyways. All right. Do we have um, anything you else? You sound like disappointed that TSM's like by default one of the better teams. Because NA is yeah. garbage. Because NA because TSM got destroyed in Worlds, and they're like the second best team in North America. Yeah, and they and got worse. They got worse. They got worse. <laughs> like, oh my god, how heartbreaking is this? They got worse. And people are, and like in the in the and they're know, gonna be top two. They have them Wild too. Turtle is listening to this in tears. He's like, wow, tell me more. <laughs> 
Well, I already told you what to do with Wild Turtle. He needs to play top lane. Like he he, he should. Up Wild Turtle would be a great top laner. Yes, yes. All right. Should we close out the show? We're running out of steam. All right. Talk to me. What last? Do we have any last important pieces of? wisdom that people need to you know i had challenger on here but i just don't even want to talk about it anymore because i don't about care what challenger. challenger you know what actually i want to say one thing mad life is in north american challenger yo yo <laughs> hey challenger and not just that he fucking gave like the dopest story already that, yeah. that faker story oh, wait which my one god. no you, hey, i don't know this you need to tell this you don't know the faker story oh my god all wait, right wait, so no like his first interview or whatever, he's talking about like when he used to play with fake. When is this? This is when? Like a few weeks ago. I don't know, a couple weeks ago? Yeah. yeah, it was a couple weeks ago. Okay. And, um,. So he's talking about how when he used to play with Faker and like how it was very surreal for, for him because whenever he would play with him, like Faker would just, because they would be on voice comps and Faker would yeah. be like, okay, he's dead. And then like Faker, and then Mad Life would be like, wait, he's not dead. What are you talking about? And then like six seconds later, he'd be dead. Oh my God. <laughs> and he was like calling his shots on fucking comms. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I, I told my friends, dude, if he, if, if Mad Life, if anything, if he just provides stories like that, like he will be the best import ever. Like, yeah, oh my God. I love I love stories like, like yeah. that. Oh my I, like God. one of my favorite NA stories was That's the. That's probably where Impact got the top die thing from. Then if probably, it... probably, yeah, <laughs> actually, yeah. That's like one of my favorite NA stories was the gen, like this Cloud Nine and the Gauntlet where Jensen where Lemonation's like, what do you think? I think Lulu good here, and it's and like, no, I'm playing Yasuo. And then right. just dumped on people. So, like, I, I love anecdotes like that. That's better yeah. than any esports article would be. I just want to hear about anecdotes from the pro scene forever because they're so good all the time. Like Because when when you, like, when you see the people, and, you know, I guess we're somehow circling back to the beginning uh, conversation. I know. That uh, was not intentional. Yeah. When you... When you get people, like, to be honest and real, that's, like, when they're the most entertaining, right? Like, when you mm. see Sneaky on his stream and then you watch him in interviews, you're like, oh, my God. Like, who is this person, right? It's because, like, they're just uncomfortable. So you have to find ways to make them comfortable. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, I, I totally agree with you, Frank. Those anecdotes are fucking great. Like, we need more of those. Yeah. Cool. All right. All right. Are we good with anybody We're else good. have any closing thoughts? I'm on out. NA? I'm out. Well, I'm actually going to be at the NALCS arena, so I'm excited to see the games. Fuck ever, all the haters. It's going to be lit. Uh, <laughs> well, fuck you, too. Uh, a game tomorrow will be good, I guess. We'll get to find out if Contracts is for real. Yeah, I hope uh, so. Tomorrow we'll see if Contracts is the real deal. All right, yeah. everybody. Thank you out there for listening. If you have any questions or anything you want to add to the NALCS, to whether Biofrost is God or not, or to the world of esports as an industry at all, please, please hit us up on Twitter or social media or whatever it be and engage in our conversation with us. Who knows? We may even have your questions on the show or something if they're good enough. Yeah. Um, so for all of you out there, Carlos, thank you for coming on the show. You're always Thanks. welcome. I'm thank Gaston. You. I'm Frank. And we're Shot Callers. Bye.